Welcome to Sports Unfolded, episode 23. Ron, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us tonight. So much to go over. Always, always, always. Plus, we got a special guest tonight. uh, GM Paul Rogers of the Providence Pirates will be joining us shortly. But we're going to go right into our leadoff story. As the Milwaukee Bucks have won four straight games to claim the NBA title, their first since 1971, beating the Phoenix Suns four games to two. Do you think they were the best uh, team in the NBA? Look, like this year, yes. Yes. Because wow. okay. they played they played how they had to play throughout these playoffs. Because it's a different season. So but you know, on paper, Brooklyn should have won. But those players on Brooklyn paper. So, you know, it, Injuries are part of the game, and if you can't healthy, what are you like? Brooklyn should have rolled over everybody. I'm sorry, like they have no excuse and no one to blame but themselves. I'm sorry, you know. There's too many guys that want the ball, too many. Yeah, so I, I mean, I looked at it a couple of different ways. I think um, Phoenix definitely didn't do what they needed to do. They got dominated pretty much five out of the six games. Uh, Chris Paul averaging 3.5 turnovers a game. And if you look at the fact that he's supposed to be your point guard, your number one guy, for him to have that many turnovers was a little alarming. The most in the finals out of all players. Um, Devin Booker only shooting 26.8% from three-point range. You're not going to win a title that way. But then you got to look at the sheer fact of what Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo did and just completely dominated. Shaq-like numbers, averaged 35 points a game, 13 rebounds, five assists, the blocks, almost two blocks a game. I mean, it was just amazing. Well, you know, I mean, they showed up. And how many times at the beginning of these playoffs and when we were starting to preview it, did we talk about Chris Paul and how he never – is a one that steps up and then we were supposedly proven wrong throughout the playoffs as they made it to the finals. And then the true colors came out. Like he was terrible. He was terrible. So, I mean, do you think Chris Paul's ever going to win a cha- NBA champ uh, title? Probably because somebody will put him on a team. That's a super team. And he'll get one that way, but he's not going to be here of a team and getting a championship. It's just not going to happen. Now, after so I've seen he, this, it's... No, go ahead. Go ahead. If, he, if he stays with Phoenix, do you think they have another shot to go back? No. Okay. This was their wow. chance. They blew it. And what about the they Bucks? Will it. the Bucks repeat? Or can the Bucks repeat? Can because they, they might be able to ask next year. And if they can ask next to this team oh that would be just beautiful so I, I don't even know if they can win the east if brooklyn stays healthy i don't think they get out of the east and then you still got the lakers who are gonna pick up a piece so you gotta look at those two factors as them even going back to the finals it, it could be tough for them are we gonna are we gonna see this team as as 
the Brooklyn team next year. Like, I, I don't, I don't even know if that's going to happen. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to stay together. I think somebody is going to get traded off that team. The only one I would worry about is Drew Holiday. I, I don't know if he's the complete answer for them. But I mean, Giannis and, and Middleton are, are are locked. They're they're staying. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I I don't think they can do it, but um, we'll have to see how it all turns out. Um, but this did yeah. bode well for me, and I was kind of excited when I when I finally looked at it on Boston and the Boston Celtics' chance of winning a championship. And I'm going to explain to you why. I looked at it as this. It took them eight years with Honest and Middleton to build some chemistry, and they just won an NBA title. We've only had, this is going to be year five of Tatum and Brown. So yeah. we're about three years away from possibly seeing the Boston Celtics as a championship team. That, that bodes well for Boston. I know we keep criticizing them, but it took Giannis, who's one of the best players in the NBA today, took him eight years. Yeah. So we'll have to- By that theory, I, I guess, I suppose, you know, I mean, it's just... I don't know. I like we we gotta we gotta wait to see what the product on the court is for the Celtics before they even even in the right now is a no absolutely two team conference. Yeah. So first, I want to thank some of the fans that are joining us. Uh, appreciate all the support, uh, Cod God. Uh, thank you for joining us, Nausages seventy nine. Dan, as always, I love that name, Queen Queen <laughs> Heaven Nausages. Yeah, that was great. So thank you guys for yeah, joining thanks. us. Uh, We're going to move. Twitch that keeps following yeah. us. That's what it is. They're, they're all thank over you, the gentlemen. place. And ladies, thank you. Once again, now uh, we're going to go into the Olympics. And how concerned should we be in, as the United States on some of our top teams in the Olympics? So the men's basketball team. Lost two exhibition games. The women's basketball team lost two exhibition games. The, the women's soccer team lost to Sweden after 44 games. How concerned should we be about the, these teams? Um, you know, I, I you know I wasn't worried probably a couple of weeks ago. Um, maybe a little bit about the basketball, the men's basketball team. But now I'm starting to get concerned because there may be another factor in all of this. Now, the Olympics aren't going to have fans. Is there a situation where these players from the United States are almost like content to just go in and just play? Or do they really want to win? That that could be a factor because they know it's not going to have fans so are they really given that full, you know, effort? I, I don't know. I, I think they are. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to blast the, the Olympians by no means. But that seems to be a factor in a lot of situations in sports right now. Yeah, I, I think um, in some ways the United States just isn't taking the games as seriously as some of these other countries. If you look at the basketball, Australia beat both the women and the men's in Australia. 
So again, I think a lot of these countries want to beat the United States. They're taking it personal. The United States has to take it to another level now because a lot of these countries have caught up. And we've seen it with even some of the stars that have come into the NBA. Like look at Luka Dantich. You know what I mean? And, and Jokic. These guys are from overseas. Right. And now they're coming over and they're dominating in, in the American, you know, the NBA in the American part of the league because they're, they're evolving. The United States has to evolve. Are, are there a couple of players that are here playing in the NBA that are from the same country? Like is, is uh, Luca and like a couple other players, you know, I, that I, are on the same team. That's yeah, the question. Because that if that happens, out, but... whew, if that happens, like if you can get like two or three NBA stars that are really playing well here, uh, USA could be in trouble. They could be in yeah, trouble. Absolutely. absolutely. And then the soccer team. I mean, the soccer team has been so dominant for so long that yeah. that was the one team I I didn't even worry about. I was like, that's going to be a lock. And for them to lose 3 nothing to Sweden, a team that they should have clearly beaten, that was, that was a right. little head-scratching. Right, so, right. I, we'll, we'll have like, to see. But the I women – Soccer, I don't think I, I, I worry about them. Um, I think they'll be okay. One hiccup, okay. But if there's a trend, then you gotta worry. Like, there's a trend with the men's basketball team, that's a trend, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. But if the women come back and they just dominate their next game, I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm gonna worry, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not as worried about the women on both sides. I'm, I'm more worried about the men as well. So I agree with you that the, the men's team, I think, has, uh, you know, something. Uh, let's move on um, to uh, some Major League Baseball. And uh, we've got uh, trade deadlines coming up shortly, I think a week away. Any teams in particular that you feel should be buyers and any particular teams that you feel should be sellers? Well, um, the Mets have already been buyers. They have. Um, they picked up They picked up Rich Hill. Yes. Yeah, that's a, from Tampa that's a good one. That's a good pickup. Yeah. That's a good one. Especially with DeGrom. We don't know what DeGrom's situation is going to be. He can't seem to yeah. stay healthy. So they need a starting pitcher. And they are in right. first in the NLE. So it makes sense. That's a very smart move by the Mets. Um, obviously, the Red Sox should be biased. Um, the Dodgers, the Giants. Um, there's several other teams in there. Uh, Texas, uh, not Texas, <laughs> Houston, Houston. Yeah. <laughs> should be buyers. The White uh, Sox. The White Sox. You know, yeah. so there's a lot of buyers out there. And I'll tell you, there's some there's some key players on some of the teams, um, like if you look at Colorado, the story could be moved. Yes. Like, this is, that's a shortstop. Like, yeah. up the middle is where you need to, you know, to pay attention to. Like, if anybody is weak on shortstop, that would be a place where they can improve. And, and that is doable from Colorado. You can snatch him up. Yeah. Um, the Cubs, and then Cubs with Chris Bryant. Chris right. Bryant, Craig. Exactly. Kimbrough. I don't think either one of them remain yep. in Chicago. I think they're both gone. Um, it would not surprise me at all to see Greg Kimbrell maybe 
coming back to Boston somewhere. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know that would also another player that you could find their way back to Boston, and that's Mark Holt. Like I would not be surprised be because look, pickup. that would be that would be a really good pickup for Red Sox. To be honest with you, uh, you don't think Boston be in um, the market for Chris Bryant? I mean, they need a first baseman. Uh, I don't know because um, they got Arroyo. He's been working out as a, like a first baseman, so he's. I think they're going to give the job to him, and they're going to move him from second to first base. I think. And so you're going to look at maybe Kike might be playing some second base instead of outfield. So I think they're going to move some guys around, but, but I'm looking at the Sox team and they're like, they're, they've all, they're a bunch of platoon guys and, you know, utility players. Like they have too many utility players. They need that big guy. And if you do go out and get a, uh, you know, <laughs> get somebody from the Cubs in maybe a two-player trade from there. <clears throat> and and that would shore everything up. So you'd get your relief pitcher. You'd also get a first baseman. And you could take care of a big problem right there. But the biggest thing is, is the Yankees going to be a part of all of this? That's the biggest so, thing. I would say this. At seven games out, I I. It just doesn't make sense. If they're going to pick up anybody, they're not going to gain ground. The The surprise to me was the Tampa Bay Rays already selling. They're, they're in second place, and they look like they, they legitimately had a good hold on that. So to me, if Toronto's smart, Toronto gets in this, and they got a shot to leapfrog Tampa Bay and possibly challenge the Red Sox. I don't think the Yankees could get enough help to honestly get out of this. Yeah, and, and and there's some guys out there that could help a team like Toronto, like Irving from um, uh, Kansas City. Like, yeah, he's not you know an all-star player, but he's going to give you innings and he's going to pitch adequately to get you some wins. You no, know, I mean, look, he's not uh, an all-star by no means, but he can a lot of wins. So, I mean, a lot of innings. And that, that's what you need from maybe a fifth guy or even the fourth guy he could end up. So, a couple of a couple of players that I, I wanted to mention. Joey Gallo in Texas. Sterling Marte of the Marlins. But the big name, the big name, and will this happen, Ron? Are the Washington Nationals going to trade? Their starting pitcher. That is a good one because they're sitting. They're sitting in, you know, what four or five games back right now, or maybe yeah. six. I think it's actually six. But they got so, a losing record, which is surprising to me. That is going. That's a team that's on the decision real soon. And if they become sellers, oh my lord, there's a lot of that could be moving. So, so the only Scherzer. way, if I'm New York and the Yankees, is Scherzer. You put Scherzer in the mix. If you get Scherzer, yep. with Garrett Cole, there's your two your two starting pitches that can actually yep. go through and, and and get you some wins. Otherwise, they don't do it. 
Right. And um, right. how about how about the Angels? Should they be sellers as well? Uh, at this point, yeah. At this point, right? Disappointing um, team. They got all these players, I, and yet I'm still looking just at this can't team. Win. I, I'm stunned that they're this bad. Um, look, I would not be surprised if Trout moved. There's no way they get rid of Trout. And it's too bad because I, I'm telling you, I'm, don't be surprised. You heard it here first. It, I'm telling you. I think he's going to get moved. Exclusive. That's right. Dan Dan says sell Joe Madden. They so should they should have sold Joe Madden. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh Ron, is our is our guest uh is our guest uh, available? Are we ready to go to our, our special guest? Yes, he is. All right. He so we're gonna ready. go to our special guest, uh Paul Rogers, the GM of the Providence Pirates. Uh he's joining us live on Sports Unfolded. Let's see if we get Paul on the uh line here. As soon as, as soon as it comes up. There he is. How you doing, Paul? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good to good, see good you. Good to see you again. <laughs> good to see you too. Uh, how's that? How's everything been? It's been really busy, to be honest with you. You know, we um we finished our regular season, our exhibition season, eight games. We did well. You know, finished over five hundred, five and three. Saw a lot of good things. Learned a lot. Um, you know, going through a season, there's a lot of little things that you learn, and mm -hmm. um, we learned a bunch. Um, and it was great. So. Now, you know, had our meetings with our players, um, and now we're looking for some of those guys to come back and then the next uh, next batch of talent, you know, just really excited to try to get it going again for our first regular season that will begin yep. uh, at the end of October. Excellent. I know you had um, a couple big announcements, so I know there's a, a basketball combine on uh, August 8th and also a high school tournament. Can you discuss the uh, high school tournament first? Yeah, actually, we're doing clinics right now. Um we're doing clinics at, at uh, the McCall YMCA in Lincoln on Tuesday nights uh, for youth. And we're also doing uh, clinics at Johnston Rec um, on Wednesdays, as well as Kent County YMCA. And so, you know, we're working with the YMCAs and Johnston Rec, trying to build, you know, a base, a community base. And um, we ended up wanting to do a high school tournament. We want to do something for the high school kids. So we're, we're doing something called Battle of the Ocean State. It's going to be at the Kent County YMCA on um, Friday, August 6th and um, Saturday, August 7th. And it's for high school boys and girls teams for a chance to compete. It's free. High school teams just need to reach out to us through um, our website or through the YMCA to, to, if they're interested in playing. Um, but, but we're excited about seeing what, what the young talent in Rhode Island looks like. Okay. So actual high school teams from Rhode Island will be competing in this? Yes. Okay. Wow. That sounds really exciting. I know there's some rule changes as well. They're a little different on the rules for those yeah, games. In, 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 um, in basketball in high school, yeah, the rules keep keep uh, evolving. You know, they, I think they watch the pro game and they want to change some things about it, but um, nothing nothing too crazy. We're not going to have 30-second shot clock or anything like that. I know, you know, Rhode Island um, has, has different things where they have uh, halves versus quarters, more timeouts, stuff like that. We're going to run it like a regular um, high school game, I think four eight-minute quarters, you know, um, running time, use, you know, a couple timeouts, but no 30-second clock or anything. It'll be outdoors. It'll be a nice day um, to see, like, you know, what, what type of talent does the state of Rhode Island and the high school scene has on tap for this year. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, move on to the combine and what, what that's involving. So that's on August 8th. Um, 
Is that uh, how does how does a player register if they're interested in, in in joining the combine? That's a great question. All they have to do is go to our website, piratesaba.com. Um, there's links on there. They want to definitely register as a free agent. That's the the first line they need to do. Uh, so we have all their information, and then there's a um, an invitation depending on which one they want to go to. The, there's one in Providence on August eighth. Um, there's also going to be one in New Bedford August twenty second. Uh, they can select the one they want to choose um and and sign up and register that way um you know there's a there's an early bird special for the one in new bedford it's 100 bucks now it's going to move up the one in uh rhode island's 125 it's going to stay there um but that's how we got the the team that we fielded uh this year we all we did was is promote some uh combines we had like 30 something guys come out compete for spots on our team and we ended up with a nice group of 14 uh for our season so we're looking like uh, it was hard last year, COVID, you know, yeah. nobody was in the gym. People didn't know if they could go out, if they could stay in. Yeah. And now it's, you know, kind of full steam ahead in some ways, obviously the Delta variant, we all read the newspapers and stuff like that, but um, you know, no masks. And uh, this is the time guys like now know what we are capable of. I'm sure that we have some um, players talking about the things we did for them to promote them and their brand and then try to get them some opportunities to play professionally overseas. And we're looking for, we're looking just to build our brand. We're looking for more talent, uh, the best talent Rhode Island has to offer and Southern Mass has to offer. Excellent. So the combine, is it is it scrimmages, drills? Uh, what's what's that gonna entail? Well, it, like uh, the NBA combine, there's different measurables, you know, uh, that we'll do with them, wingspan and vertical and all that. We, we time them um, in some running drills. Uh, and then and then we do a bunch of shooting drills and then we scrimmage at the end. But a lot of it's drills, you know, and stuff that the coaching staff would be looking for. Like, you know, you might be really talented, um, but but you can't pick up a concept of a backdoor cut or, you know, setting a high ball screen. And so some of our drills will incorporate things that and actions that we'll use like in our gameplay. So so we want to see if guys can actually adapt and pick up or are they, you know, street ball players. The good thing is, you know everybody has an opportunity, right? So some guys, you know, went the, the, the traditional way where they went to college and, you know, now they're trying to play professionally. Some, you know, had some life experiences where they didn't get the opportunities maybe to play in college or only played a couple of years. The beauty thing about our thing is we're looking for guys from Rhode Island and Southern Mass um, to, to play. And uh, if you're good enough to, to compete, then you're gonna get invited to training camp. And if you're good enough to, to make it through there, then you're going to play 22 games with us, get some professional game film and maybe opportunities down the line. Uh, but, you know, these guys, a lot of, like what I've been hearing a lot, to be honest with you, in the last, you know, eight months that I've had this job is <coughs> you need to be a D1 guy. You need to do this. I truly believe in um, the power of the perseverance and battling through adversity. So a lot of guys just want a shot. We're giving them an opportunity to play, stay home, play local, and um and try to move on to bigger better things if their talents are good enough to take them there is there any particular positions you're looking for or is this just like a free free guards forwards centers a little well, bit of we're everything looking for, we're looking for the best talent but you know, we'll be real like seven footers and six ten guys don't grow on trees <laughs> so you yeah. know uh we like those guys obviously because you know there's not a ton of them and not necessarily a ton of them that are talented but we want we, we want you know big bodies obviously but um i think we want the best team that we can put out on the floor and if that means um a little bit of a smaller lineup that's fine like you know if it's a 
if it's a bunch of guys around 6'4", six, 6'7", six, so be it. But, you know, we're looking for the best talent that Rhode Island has to offer. And um, I've seen some really – I mean, let's put it this way. Our goal is to get guys to Europe, okay? We want them to play professionally in Europe. You know, even at a lower level, you get over there and you can really move up um, by being over there. So that's our goal for our guys. Obviously, other you know guys have their own goals, but that's our goal, our vision for guys if they want to go attain that. The highest paid player in, in Euroleague, do you know who that is? I'll, no, give you a, I'll give you a hint. He played for the Celtics. Really? Yes. Okay. And he's not tall. How about that? Not, that's even oh, harder. Okay. <laughs> Shane Larkin. Wow. Okay. He, I know Shane. Yep. Four million a year. Oh, wow. In wow. Europa, and he's 5'10". So, so my thing is, like, you get the best basketball players. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, we want some big guys, but you get the best guys. And uh, wh- whoever they are. You know, they might not. We're hoping that they don't have a name and we can help them with their name. You know, that's what that's what we're looking for. So but again, we're excited. We feel really good about where we're at going into the season. Um, We just want to find the most talented guys that want the opportunity to play professionally. Outstanding. Well, once again, if you're joining us, we are live. We're with uh, the Providence Pirates GM, Paul Rogers. Uh, We are discussing the combines. You had mentioned that um, there's a training camp afterwards. So the combine is just basically to give you an opportunity for tr- for a training camp. Yeah. Uh, yeah how many we'll players have, are invited? Yes. Yeah, so we'll have a, we'll have we'll have some guys that 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 maybe not go through the process and um, you know make the training camp roster just based on their resume and who they are. Um, but for the you know for the vast majority of guys going through that combine is the opportunity to show what they got and then. You know, even the guys that we had last year, they're all they're all going to go to the combine because, you know, a couple of months is not a really, really big look, you know, especially with COVID not being even guys. Now I talk to they, they can't even get into the gym regularly. You know what I mean? So so that might not have been there, having their best foot forward. This gives them the opportunity to do that. And, and there's no maximum. So a guy we don't know, maybe they didn't have their best day at the combine August 8th. Right. They have the opportunity to attend the one on the 22nd um, if they want a second shot at it. We're all for that, you know. So, um, but yeah, that's the first layer. You make it through the combine. We'll have, you know, whatever the group is. We want to probably get it down. I would say my, my head is probably like 25 guys maybe um, to the training camp, uh, maybe even, you know, 22. Um, and, then, and then we try to pare it down to like, our, like 14, 10, 14, 12, like, whatever we think is the right number for us, you know? Um, but my thing is like, I don't, I, it's really hard for me to say, Oh, we're only going to invite 25 guys to training camp. There might be 27 that are really good and we don't know yeah. how to separate them. You know what I mean? So um, the training camp's going to be for a few weeks. So it's going to give the opportunity to really separate who's, who is a flash in the pan and who's a really consistent guy that we want as a part of our team. And, and again, it's all timing. I, I really truly feel like, you know, things happen for a reason. Uh, we've talked to a lot of really good players that are interested in playing for us, um, and the timing is right. And they, you know, they might have been, they might have been leery to be honest with you, because they didn't know like anything about us or what we had to offer. But seeing what we did for our for our guys and and uh, how we promoted them and how we're trying to help them showed a lot of people that that uh, this is an organization they want to be a part of. So uh, we're really excited. And once the training camp, how soon before the season you said starts in October? Would you want the team basically, you know, finalized so you, you know, for practice and things of that nature? Yeah. So we're going to do like our two combines and then it's, you know, potential if we need to do a third one, we will. But 
right now we're just looking at two. We're looking at um, inviting guys from those two. If we need to see another look, maybe a private workout, something of that nature, and then having our training camp set for uh, September, we'll do a, a, a few weeks in September. We'll pick our team, and then we'll have a few weeks of practice in October. We're looking to play probably the uh, the week before Halloween weekend. I think it's the 23rd. I think it's our target start date for our season, play 22 games. Hopefully we qualify for um, – for the regional tournament that's the top eight in our region and then if we win that we go to nationals that'd be a tremendous cinderella story you know what i mean but to be honest with you i'm hoping that we have guys that get an opportunity to realize their dreams to play professionally so like they play with us you know people see them they get an opportunity to go overseas even if it's during the season i'm not worried about like that i'm worried about the uh, the players we have in their long-term success yeah paul i'm gonna ask you one final question before you uh before you leave us, I want to thank you for your time. But uh, as a GM, we we have a little segment we call the triple play. Okay. And what the triple play is, basically you got to decide one player that you would start, you would bench, and you would cut. And okay. Since you're a basketball guy, All I'm right. going to ask you. This is our choices tonight. Okay. Um, you would Between these three players, who would you start, bench, or cut? So Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, and Nikolai Jokic. Wow. That's not even <laughs> – Right, any of those guys. That's, that's this is what he does to me every week, Paul. Really is impossible. I'm gonna say this though, and, and, and he just won it. But I would probably go with Jokic. I I would probably start Jokic. It's it's crazy for me to say that. And again, it really depends on like what type of team you're trying to build, and yeah. maybe what you have as far as assets, you know, with the organization and what you need as a final piece. But like. Jokic might be the first or second best passer in the whole world. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know how you can, how you can sit him or cut him. You know, I, I, I would say maybe you might have to cut Durant because of his wow. age. Right. I mean, think about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, is this the long term yeah. thing or are you trying uh, to win one game? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I would say, I know this is really hard. I would say I would probably start Jokic. I would, um, I would put Giannis on the bench, you know, at, okay incredible shooting that many free throws like it was incredible yeah. I, yeah. I honestly was wanting phoenix to win but his story is is tremendous um, agreed agreed but i would probably have to bench durant which is crazy because he's an assassin but you know, yeah it is what yeah. He well paul i appreciate you Antonette. i appreciate your time uh we wish you well with the combines and the uh tournament um and we look forward to talking to you again in the future awesome any any questions they can Literally just hit us up on Instagram or come to our, our page or send me an email, whatever. Okay. Um, I'm not hard to get a hold of. If you need to get a hold of me, hit me up on social media. I'll get right back to you. And um, again, we're excited and we're excited. Like we have a partnership with you guys. We can come on and talk about our team. Yep. So thanks for that. Um, if I don't get to talk to you, enjoy your summer. Uh, hopefully we'll we'll reconnect at the end of August when we, when we have our team. You know what All I mean? Right. Sounds great. And just once again, in case anybody missed, how can they sign up for the Combine? PiratesABA.com. Um, there's links on our website. You want to sign up as a free agent and then choose one of the um, the Combine dates. It's like a, it's like an invitation. You go through, put your information in and pay, and, and your spot is secured. All right. Excellent. Paul, thank you so much, and good luck. All right, man. Take care, you All guys. Right. Take care. Right, thank you again. Thank you, Paul. All right, all right, that was Paul Rogers at the Providence Pirates. So again, um, we've gotten an uh, opportunity to speak to him a couple times now, 
and always great information. It's uh, nice to see a you know a young professional team and how they how they're building. So it's really fun to see. Absolutely, it's always good to to talk to Paul. Like, I mean, what he's done with that team. I, I mean, I remember when we first you know, was introduced to Paul and the whole organization, and they got a great little organization going, and uh, we wish them the best. And hopefully we can get them on. And who knows, maybe we'll be able to call a game sometime. Like, you know, yeah, maybe, we did it last maybe, year, so yep, hopefully like, we get that opportunity yep, so, again. Yep, sounds great. Uh, we were t we were still on uh, Major League Baseball, so we'll uh, we'll continue with um, the one uh, uh, breaking news that happened today, and that is the Cleveland Indians have changed their name to officially the Cleveland Guardians. They will be known as the Cleveland Guardians next season. Your opinions of the name? Well, I'm glad they changed the name. God, I hate the Guardians, though. Like, you know. Why? Okay, what would the harm be if they would call themselves the Cleveland Natives? What would the harm I, be? I maybe I don't know. I I don't think it was uh, Club Reaper. Yes, they did change their name to uh, the Cleveland Guardians. They will be known as the Cleveland Guardians uh, next season. So I, again, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's going to be hard I, to adjust to. I don't know if I like it. I mean. You know, when we do our baseball show, you know, next season, we're going to say the Indians a few times. <laughs> I think that's a guarantee. Oh, my. I don't, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, they had to change it. Um, it's just the choice that they made, I don't yeah. think was very good. Yeah, so I, what they what what it seems to be is that that was originally a name in 1915. So they went back to a, a, a name they had back in the oh, you know, the, the, the window why I didn't like it. So, so it was terrible <laughs> back then. So, yeah. Uh, once again, if you're joining us, we're live on Rhode Island broad, Broadcasting. We're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, podcast on Ankle, Google, and Spotify. So, so many ways to, to follow us. Uh, a lot of um, you know, live viewers tonight. So, we appreciate all the fans that have uh, jumped in Memph and uh, Club Reaper, uh, Taurus24. Uh, is it Kiranax? I probably said that wrong, but uh, thank you. Yeah, Kieran. So thank you for that. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, your number one topic, and that's the NHL. And I know you yep. were excited about the Seattle Kraken having their expansion draft and selecting their 30 players. Did any of the players stand out to you? Yes. Um, well, Dreger, Dreger from the, the – Florida uh, Panthers, the goaltender that kind of had a breakout season. Um, he's probably going to be their starter this year. Um, also, that stood out to me was Jeremy Loisong from the Bruins. Uh, like that was that was a good pickup. Uh, there was speculation that Connor Clifton might have been selected 
but it was in fact while he's on, which you know he's been on the Bruins all season long, so um, we're familiar with that. that. But the key player, Adam Larson from Ed from Edmonton, that was big. So I think they got a pretty nice defense. They cornered the market on flurries. So they got uh, Hayden and um, um, Kale Fleury, both defensemen. <laughs> so they cornered the market on that. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's gonna. This team's gonna struggle on offense, big time. Uh, nothing really stood out. I mean, Gord from Tampa Bay was probably their best forward that they picked up. Yeah, yeah. So I looked at him. School. He had a two. Uh, you know, obviously. A Two two time cup winner, seven points this year in the playoffs. So they looked for a guy with experience. It made sense. What about Mark uh Gordano from yeah. Calgary? Yeah. He won the Mark Messier Leadership Award winner um in nineteen uh 2019, 2020. So they were looking for a guy to be that that leader in the yeah, he's locker probably room gonna be on the ice. So you know that, that one made sense to me. And then even uh Jordan um uh is it Elber? Elbly, Elbly. Uh, again, eleven points for the New New York Islanders. You know, I always oh, okay. had the yeah, hockey yeah. names. Up. Yeah, Eberly, <laughs> Elberly. But, but eleven points in the playoffs. Yeah, so, a guys, guys with, yeah, it looked like guys with experience, guys that have won, guys who've been deep into the playoffs. So, some of that made a lot of sense and good leadership. I didn't see any big names. I, I mean, the goaltender, like you said, might stand out. Uh, if he has a, another good season, but they had price on the table. And that one surprised me uh, considering what he did with Montreal, uh, you know, getting them to the Stanley cup. Look, this is, this is going to be the difference between Seattle and Vegas. Vegas took Mark. I mean, they took uh, Mark Andre Fleury, the goaltender. We know what he's done. Um, mm -hmm. This could have been Seattle's Mark taking Carey price to do that. And yeah. then they are contenders because you have Carey Price. Look what he did for Montreal. Montreal didn't belong in the playoffs, but look what he did. He made it to the Stanley Cup, you know. So I think Seattle made a huge mistake not going after Carey Price. That should have been the number one guy that they, they took. That should have been. All of the other teams in the NHL were like, what were they thinking? Yeah, <laughs> it was just a bad non-move. Uh, I want to thank RV Gaming for joining and uh, Shield Bro. Thank you guys for joining. Yeah. Um, I know you want to. I know. I know you wanted to talk about it. Um, we'll probably discuss it more in length next week. But uh, Bruins are really close to signing Taylor Hall uh, to a four-year, twenty-four million dollar deal. Do you think the deal will get done uh, sooner than later? Um, I think it'll probably be announced in the next couple of days. Um, well, it's Friday, so maybe Monday could be announced. Um, which, after that, it would be Krejci will probably fall right in line. I think, I think she is actually waiting to see if they resign Taylor Hall. And if he, if they didn't, <laughs> then I would think Krejci would retire. Because he wants to have somebody to play with. And he wants that. You know, that's what he wants. You know, he's not going to sign with anybody else. He's either going to retire or stay in Boston. And I think he's just waiting for Taylor Hall. And you'll see Krejci probably sign within a couple of weeks. 
Uh, so obviously we'll look for, we'll look for that news this week and uh, discuss it next week. Um, it's on to triple play, and Paul already kind of gave you the cheat sheet. You know we're not professional GMs, but uh, which player would you start bench or cut on the trip? I mean, I, I I'm going to tell you now based uh, on what he picked. Based on what he picked, I'm not a professional GM. So Giannis, Kevin Durant, or Nikolai Jokic, who you starting? Who you benching? And who are you cutting? I am starting Giannis. That's okay. not, a, not a question for me. Uh, that was actually the easiest part. The The hardest part was choosing between the other two. Because, look, look if, if Kevin Durant is always healthy, then Kevin Durant is my starter. But he's not. So, but you don't give up a talent like that, so you have to put him on the bench, and that leaves Joe up. Joking. So yeah. I had that's, that's Durant a hell of a starting, play to leave off. Right? Yeah, I had Durant starting, and I just think just for the sheer point of he can do so many different things for you. Giannis on the bench, because I just need that guy to dominate when I need him to dominate. And I cut Jokic. So yeah. neither one of us really agreed with Paul. <laughs> no. So that's no. what I'm saying. But again, it, it, to his point, it depends on what you're looking for from your team. So we're right. obviously looking for guys that either get hurt or just won a championship. No, <laughs> no. Like, I mean, come on, you can't. I'm sorry. I feel like you can find a Jokic, you know, somewhere. Wow. You can't that's, find that's, a Kevin Durant. You can't just find okay. a Giannis. You can't just find those players. Uh, that to me, that I feel is where the difference is. I think. All right, Jokic is for like five or six. There's like five or six players like him in the league. They're, like, how many players are like Kevin Durant? No one. Not too many. How many people are like Giannis? I mean, come on, like. Look what this man Not just did. did this. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so you got to start with those two. I think we got it right. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to some NFL. So we got a lot of NFL stuff to cover. Um, we'll start with the Aaron Rodgers saga in Green Bay. So he, uh, it's been reported that turned down a, a contract extension would have made him the highest paid quarterback in the league. Do you think this is the sign that he's done? There is no chance for them oh, to, to work this out. It is absolutely done. That is the biggest statement you can make. He just turned down the biggest contract ever. Like, seriously. Like, this is obviously done for Aaron Rodgers. And we may never know really why. Because there's certainly something wrong. And, and Aaron Rodgers, I don't think it's, I don't think it's so much them drafting another quarterback because no, he knows what he bad. went through. So there is something else that's much deeper than what we know as fans. And you hit the nail like on the not, head. He's you not think playing about for it. Him. It was four years before he even saw the field under Brett Favre. So it's not like you said, this kid's taking my job this year. It, it, it's not that. It's more about, I think, the respect factor and the the fact that they're not actually giving him say on what they're doing as an organization. 
they're kind of shutting him out. Yeah. You 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 pass up that much money. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're you're it's basically saying else. Well, it doesn't matter. So if they can't work out a trade, he's sitting out this season up until like week yeah. 10, I think is for it to count as a full season. And then he's coming back playing the seven games and then he's on his way to some other city. So um we'll we'll have to see how it all turns out. But that was pretty glaring that he turned down that contract. On the injury front, the Rams have lost their starting running back, Cam Akers, to a torn ACL uh, during a workout. Does this hurt the Rams' chances of actually making a run and competing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a championship? No. It was already done when Stafford was back. Yeah. <laughs> like, Let's be honest. Come on. Let's be honest now. Stafford is not going to get him to the promised land. So it doesn't matter if somebody else gets hurt. We already know that they weren't going to contend for the Super Bowl. We already knew that. So so they were considered one of the top contenders. But yeah, I will say this. Sure. Cam Akers, in five games, he started five regular season games. He rushed for 625 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns. 11 receptions, 123 yards last season. But in the playoffs, they played two playoff games. He rushed in four, for 46 and 46 rushes, 221 yards and two touchdowns. So you started to see that he's gaining confidence. That's a big loss for their offense. But oh, it I, is. Like, I like Stafford better than Goff, so I still think they're content. Oh, I do too. I do too. But this but, hurts that chance. Uh, I think they needed eight kids. Look, I, I mean, by the time preseason rolls around, um, which is not very far away, you're going to have running backs available. There's going to be running backs out there. And as long as you can block for, for a good running back, they're going to put up yards. And I don't think it's going to be as big a deal as what people think. It's not like you're – like you lose like a Marshall fault in your prime, you know? Yeah. It's not like you're losing that. I mean, like, I'm not saying he's not good, but I think you can find a running back and who knows, maybe, you know, someone will get cut. That's making a lot of money that, you know, is going to be looking for a new job. And that always happens every running backs every year. Well, all the New England Patriots are going to trade Sony Michelle. That's my that's that you heard first here on Sports Unfolded as well. Uh, Tyrant Task Force, thanks for joining. Up, this guys? has been a big oh, story yeah, that yeah. came out. This one came uh, a big story uh, came out yesterday. The NFL has announced new COVID protocols for the upcoming season, which has got players questioning a lot of things that the NFL is doing. League announced that they would not extend the season, so there will be no extended games or extra weeks. If an outbreak occurs by a player who's non-vaccinated, the team will forfeit the game if they're unable to, to play the games, and then they will also every player will lose pay. So both teams will lose pay. One team will get a win. Everybody doesn't get paid. This has caused a lot of players and coaches to question, you know, teammates in, in, in the NFL in general. Is the NFL getting this right? You know what? 
I actually agree with it. Because this should have why... been our face off. Yeah, it should have been. Y'all crazy. Look, Y'all crazy. Look. Okay, so why not just go get your vaccine? Like, why not just go get it? Like, what's what's the problem? Because, so if you listen, as a player they, that chose not to, look, if you chose on, wait a not to do Ron, it, then it's your fault. Ron, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. How many New York Yankees? Why was the game postponed last weekend? Oh, I know the situation with the Yankees. And they got tested, so, and I understand it, that. I mean, they got and vaccinated, they were vaccinated, and I understand that. And right. they were vaccinated. So but you're telling me now that there's going to be players who are vaccinated. Yep. Non-vaccinated, vaccinated players that can test positive. They can't play. But this is, the league is basically saying is you the lose. NFL. So what's the point of vaccination? Is, Even if you're vaccinated, you could have the whole team yeah, 100%. This is the point. They want people to get vaccinated. Okay. So this is what they're making a, a statement on. Get vaccinated. So that way things are better. Okay. It's not perfect. No, it's not. But if you're vaccinated, you're doing what you yeah. have to do. But if you're okay. not vaccinated and then you're going all over the place and you're spreading it around. And I know you can still do that while you're vaccinated. But at least you are you are taking some responsibility, and that's what the, that's what that is what sorely yep. lacking amongst players okay. in the NFL. They don't have responsibility to yep, yep. to do what's right. <laughs> yeah, contradicting yourself because right. you're saying no. the same thing. If a team's a hundred percent vaccinated, why would they get penalized then if an outbreak occurs? No, 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 no. In that they couldn't. That's play. not what because you, that's, that's what the going to do. Just, that is not what I you understand. just said. You just said if they are not vaccinated and they get COVID and they spread it through the team, then but the, the team will suffer because of that player not getting vaccinated. And it's up to the, the team to make sure that everybody's listen, vaccinated. That's what it is. The league has already said that they won't add an extra week. They will not add an extra right. week. And you can't tell me exactly how it got traced and, and, and started. So it could have been a player that was already vaccinated and not the non-vaccinated player. And yet that whole team doesn't get paid and the other team doesn't get paid. How does that make the, sense? It's they're putting the responsibility on the team to make sure everyone is vaccinated. That's the point that they're making. They are making a point saying all of our teams need to be a hundred percent vaccinated or there could be consequences for that team. Okay. And, and now the me, team has to even say, if you're 100%, okay, we're going to not a hundred percent. But if the team is 100%, 100%, they're not going to get the forfeit. They're not going to do that. Okay, we'll see. So DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins is already debating retirement, one of the greatest wide receivers in the league today. Vikings assistant coach Rick Benison, uh is has, after, has been let go after refusing a vaccination. So this is where we're going. It's basically saying you either do it or you're out. Okay. They're making a statement that they want everybody vaccinated. Okay. That's what the NFL we're on is to required. What time is it, Ron? Time for pick and roll. Pick and roll, baby. Pick and roll. This is a fun one because I know we're going to look at this differently. So we're going to rank the seven coaching hires that have are going to new teams. And the and the coaches are Jason Kidd, Rick Carlisle, Ime Utake, Willie Green, Wes Unsell Jr., Chauncey Billups, and Jamal Mosley. Uh, I went first last week. Ron, do you need me to go first this week? 
Uh, no, I, I can, I can do this. This is fine. Um, you got it? Because, like, the... No, it's all right. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Uh, number number seven, Makes I have sense. Green from New Orleans. Um, personally, New Orleans should have gone experienced coach. Like, really, you know, that has been around like a like maybe a Van Gundy, you know? Like, I think that would have been a good coach to put in New Orleans because they got some talent there, but they need somebody with experience to lead that team. That, I thought, was not the right choice. Um, they could have gone with Carlisle here, but, you know, they did not. Uh, number six and number five, I just think, uh, you know, eh. And uh, I put Mosley from Orlando at number six. Um, I don't think it really matters who the coach is over there because they're still going to lose. It yep. doesn't matter who because they just have nobody. And um, for Washington, I, I feel like like they, they're also a team that needed a, an experienced coach, and they, they just – didn't do it. They didn't do it enough. Like they're, they're missing the boat. Like there's some guys out there that they could have gotten that, you know, like the Celtics did an assistant coach. They didn't mm -hmm. need somebody that had to be, you know, the guy like a Phil Jackson or anything like that, but they needed somebody that would get these guys to play, you know, a, a solid game and show up every day. That's the kind of coach. Need. And, you know, we really don't, know what's going to happen with with them I, I think i think they're going to take a step back to be honest with you and, and they're not going to make the playoffs this year coming up uh number four i have boston <laughs> like i'm not even going to try to say his name because it's just not happening i mean uh, yeah okay so i mean okay uh so i have him there and i and i get the point that players like him and yada Yada, yada. Like, really, I'm already done with the players like, like him. We need a guy that's going to tell these kids what they do because they need to start. They need to start playing like they're supposed to be playing. Enough of this, this, uh, this camp of the the Boston Celtics just going in and going through the motions. Like, I don't want to see a camp. I want to see somebody going, hey, you need to do this. We need Belichick of the NBA. That's what we need. That's what we need here. But, I mean, it's better, but not there. Uh, number three, I have Kid in Dallas. I kind of like this. I'm not sure he's a great coach or anything, but I kind of like Jason Kidd going here. Uh, gets another shot. And I think he can do some things with this team. They need a couple of pieces. And I think he's a guy that can really help with the the ball control part of it. I mean, look, he was a great point guard. I mean, you know, he's going to help this team. And he might make the offense go through somebody else to Luka. And I think that's what this team needs. I think you need to give Luca some space and to go where he wants to and not have to worry about ball control. And I yeah. think Jason Kidd is the guy that can do that. Uh, number two, Carlisle, Indiana. They got 
the guy that should have been in New Orleans if they were smart. Because, um, I mean, Carlisle can can do some things with what he has there. They have some good pieces there. And they just need somebody with some experience to, to make that team, you know, basically maybe even overachieve. This team could be top four in that in that conference. And I think Carlisle can get it done. And number one, I went with Portland. Phillips. Tell me that wasn't a great move because he might be able to get all those players to stick around. And that's the that's the key part of, of Billups being there. I think that team does stay intact because of Billups. And I think Billups, you know, as was a, a point guard, he's going to be able to do that. He's going to bring that to this team. And again, it's all going to be about ball control for them and, and funneling the audience correctly. Not bad, not bad. That's it. Uh, before we, before I read my seven, um, I'm going to read off the face-off topic that's coming up next. Which star is bigger in New England, Tom Brady or David Ortiz? So all our live viewers that are out there watching, if you want to vote on who you want to vote for Brady and argue for Brady and who you want to argue for Ortiz, just shoot the messages while I'm reading my list so that way we can decide who's, uh, you know, arguing <laughs> for who. So my pick and roll at number seven, I had, I had Jamal Mosley agree with you. That team doesn't have anything, but then I looked at his coaching experience. He's been 15 years as an assistant. He was with Denver first, then Cleveland who wasn't very good. And then Dallas. So not very good teams. Uh, even when he was with them, you know, you think about some of the, the teams, not very good. Number six, I had Chauncey Billups though. Out of all the coaches that got hired, he has one year of assistance experience. That's it. With the Clippers, who weren't exactly the best coach team, they they made some mistakes uh, along the way. But I also feel like Damian Lillard just – I don't know if that's enough to keep him in Portland or want, not want out. So I'd be interested in seeing how that works. Um, and like I said, he just doesn't have the experience. At number five, I had Wes Unsold Jr., so a lot of experience as an assistant, but that team has question marks because you don't know if Bradley Beal or Westbrook are going to be there. Both of them have been rumored to either be traded or, or, or want out. So he might go into this with a worse situation in Orlando. If these players stick around, not bad. If they go, he's going to probably be in a worse situation than Orlando because they just don't have any talent. At number four, I like this pick. I think it's sneaky. Willie Green. He's been a three-year assistant, so not a lot of experience, but he's with been with Golden State and with Phoenix. So you think about what Golden State was and what Phoenix was. Very exciting offenses. If he can manipulate these players to kind of play in that style with Zion and, and Brandon Ingram, you know what I mean? That's an exciting key. If they could keep ball and the three of them running, I think he can make this team fast, running, and exciting. At number three... <clears throat> Aime Ukde. I love the experience he's had. San Antonio, Philly, Brooklyn, all winning cultures, all good teams. Popovich is probably the best coach in the NBA, and that experience, I think he can turn Boston around and have a winning culture. That's just an opinion, but I just, he's been around winning organizations his entire assistant career. 
At number two, Jason Kidd. And I agree with you. I think this could be exciting. I think he can do things with Luca and get Luca some experience. So I, I, I like this pickup. 183 and not 190 was his career with Brooklyn and Milwaukee as a coach. He's been an assistant with the Lakers for the last two years. Knows the game. Understands the players, today's players. I think this could work. It's all going to depend on Luca and Luca wanting to be, uh, you know, learning and, and kind of growing into a different role. Number one, I had Rick Carlisle. By far the most experienced out of any coach I got hired. 836 wins on 689 losses. Has won an NBA title. Indiana's one of those teams, they always have some talent. They always have some players that just get things done. They don't have superstars, but they got enough talent. I think he can win with this team. He did it with Dallas, and Dallas wasn't overly loaded. I know they had Luka, but after that, they didn't have a lot, and he somehow continued to win. I like this pickup. I think they could be they could be a force in the East. They don't win the East, but they're going to be competitive and keep people guessing. So that was my pick and roll. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Not bad. Mine was both bad. of them. I liked, I liked both arguments. I thought you did pretty good on that. I enjoyed that. Now are Face we ready to get to a real argument? <laughs> He's killing me here, but I, I, I'm voting for Brady. So I'm, I got Brady on this. Which starts bigger in New England? And Do you're ready? Easy ones. We're ready. Go ahead. You could start it. All right. Okay. Last last week, I believe it was, we discussed who what team was more important to Boston, correct? Yeah. And that yep. was by far the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox, absolutely. Okay. So what did Big Poppy do? He brought championships. He brought championships. Okay. And you know, say what, what you want what? about Tom Brady. Yes, Tom Brady won the he's the GOAT over there Six in football. Championships. Six. Yes. Yes. And let me ask um, you this: Who won it first? Oh, it was Tom Brady. Oh, I know Tom who Brady. won it first. Tom Brady brought but three. Who thought the Red Sox would ever win did. one? So before right. Tom Brady created that winning culture and made Boston right. have to win, David Ortiz would have been nothing if Tom Brady didn't win those championships to start. Tom right. Brady clearly is a biggest star but in New England because at, he created this whole history. culture for Boston. Look at history, Eric. You you know that everybody thought no way the Red Sox ever another championship yeah. since 1918 back then. Okay, it was not going to happen. Well, Poppy, what did he do? He was clutch. He was clutch against the Yankees, your team, yeah. and drove that dagger into your heart. Yeah. <laughs> and he just did it again and Tom Brady. again. And again. nine Super Bowl titles, Super Bowl, not nine Super Bowl appearances, six titles versus three right. for Ortiz. Tom yeah. Brady brought much like, to the table. Ortiz doesn't have the Ortiz doesn't have the ability to dictate a game except Sam, for when he's up there. He's got yeah, one yeah, shot to do it, and that's yeah. what he does. Fans were more upset about Tom Brady going up to Tampa Bay than when David Ortiz retired because everybody knew what New England would be afterwards. Boston still won after David Ortiz. Because he installed that that tradition. Who do you think has been in that dugout? You know, Clearly won all that these argument. years. Clearly no, won that argument, my friend. Anything. Clearly won that. Didn't win anything. As usual, Dan knows. He said, I gotcha. 
Yeah. Prediction time. Prediction time, my friend. Uh, I won last week the one game that we didn't agree on. Uh, the Bucks won, so I won that one. So we're going uh Major League Baseball this week, starting July 26th. The Braves at the Mets. It's a five-game series. This could swing the NL East. Who's winning it? Oh, yeah. It's going to swing and swing wide open, and Mets are going to take four of these games. Oh, I'm going Braves to win the series because I think that they're hot now. They ain't winning anything without their big boy. Ain't winning anything. So we got no football, no basketball right now. No. So and no hockey. So we're struggling. So we're gonna pick some Olympic games. The U.S. women's soccer are playing July twenty fourth, and they're facing New Zealand. I can't. I can't. Oh, I can't pick uh, them. I already know. US, we're both we're like, agree on all three of them. Yeah. So why even bother? Why even bother? U.S. women on July twenty seventh, basketball Isn't there versus a fight, Friday night at the fights. Yeah. Well, like, is it? There's got to be a fight somewhere. Who who's going in UFC? Like, like we we're all gonna pick USA. It's not even right, gonna next, be close. And I'll, and I'll I wouldn't even UFC be surprised if they they blow them out. So I'm going so, USA. Okay. Team USA. USA B ball. What about the men against Iran? Baseball men, women against Iran. Against bro, Iran. Iran. Yeah, Iran. The big the big powerhouse. I really <laughs> wanted on. to make a bad joke, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stay politically correct. I'm sorry, but like Iran has not a soul in the Major League USA. Baseball. Do they even Go have a Dan. baseball league? USA, USA. All right, Dan. Like, could they? Could they eat? Do they even have a baseball field over there? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like, think. So. Come I, on, I'm like, this is not, not even serious. <laughs> uh, next week, if you enjoyed but our is show, there, uh, is no, there a is there like a uh, like a a cutoff point to how many runs somebody can score. Yeah. Is there a 10 run like yeah, I believe rule? There is in, in Olympic. Okay. Yes, so there is. 10, nothing, 10, nothing United States. I'm talking basketball though. We're not talking baseball, basketball, men's no, basketball. I'm talking about the baseball game. I don't even know. I don't know I'm who they're play. the they playing. Game. I don't even know who they're playing in bas baseball. All right. So it's USA 10, nothing in baseball right. and basketball. They're going to, they're going to do baseball I, I for like 40. They're not doing baseball. Um, <sighs> next week's show. Killing me. Next week's show, Ron. Killing me. Be prepared. NHL draft talk. Draft happening tonight. Yes, I, and I got to get on that. We're going to debate on the NCAA payouts. Nick Saban's already said his quarterback's made over a million dollars. And we'll discuss if it's good for college sports. No. We'll discuss Major League Baseball trades that have happened. So a lot to cover next week. Um, once again, if you're joining us, we're live every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube on Rhode Island Broadcasting. Follow us at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, and on our podcast on Anchor, Google, and Spotify. Tune into our show on Thursday nights, The Wrestling Den with Rick, Nick, and Kenny. Those guys are uh, doing a great job with that show and a uh, really great show last week. Uh, they're going to cover the top 25 tag teams currently. If you haven't watched our show before, how we end our show is on our final thought. And our final thought can be about anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be sports related. Uh, I went first last week, Ron. So you're up first this week. All right. So first of all, I want to thank all those Twitch players that are out there that came in and, 
and discovered the show and meant it throughout. I want to thank all of them for showing up. And of course, Dan, you always commenting. Uh, I yep, want to thank, thank you, you thank so you, much. And all the Twitch guys, um, thank you. And gals. I want I want, want to address the fact that there is more to the Olympics than the men's basketball team and the women's soccer right. team. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There is. there is a yes. whole lot more than that. Like, yes, those two those two teams have dominated the world. We know, but there is you gotta get into all, all these other sports. Like swimming. swimming is actually pretty cool to watch. Like yeah, we've experienced is. Michael Phelps, but there's another athletes yep. that are out there. Please give some of these sports a chance to see if anything there. Like maybe you might like it, you know, but the all these athletes are there for us. So we should be supporting them. Agreed. Great point. Great point. Uh, I also want to thank Paul Rogers for joining us tonight uh, from the Providence Pirates. Uh, thank you so much for your partnership, and uh, we appreciate you joining us tonight. My final thought is about the recent shootings that happened uh, after some sporting events. So the Washington Nationals uh, game on, uh, I believe it was Saturday last week or early in the week, and then um, the Milwaukee Bucks as they closed out game six and won the, the title uh, some more shootings. And I just don't understand what is happening in this world that people feel the need to, to bring, uh, you know, guns to these events and why this is continuing to be a trend. Um, but it's, it's just getting to a point where you don't even feel safe enough to take your family to a sporting event just to enjoy it. And we need to change that because it's just not right that we can't take our families, our friends, our loved ones to these games and not feel like our lives are in jeopardy every time we, we walk into a stadium because we just don't know what's going to happen. Let's grow up people. Let's enjoy the games. We didn't have these opportunities to see these games and be crowds last year with COVID and you're creating it again. Let's stop and just grow up. Let's just enjoy games. Teams win, teams lose. It's part of sports. Enjoy it. And then move on from it. It doesn't matter who wins or loses. At the end of the day, you got out, you had fun, you were able to experience something that a lot of people wish they had. So enjoy it. And that's my final thought. Ron, as usual, man, I appreciate it. Appreciate the time. Great show tonight. And uh, we get to do it all again next week, episode 24. So thank you. Absolutely. Fans out there that watch, thank you. Take care. Everyone have a great night.